0: Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in the Gospel of Mark. Today, we're going to look at chapter 12. And chapter 12 blends in all three, 7, 8, and 9. Comprehend, contemplate, and considerate are the three that we're going to look at to help give us this key word, and that is decided. Decided means to be clear, definite, firm, unquestionable. You've made your decision, you're decided, you're going forward. I have decided to what? Follow Jesus. That's the kind of decision that this is calling for you to make. What do we see in this one? Well, under comprehend, we're looking at the parable of the growers. Contemplate the three traps and then consider consider it is, is Jesus challenge. And then the correct response we pick up in the example of the widow's mite. Point number one, comprehend. It's the parable of the vine growers. Comprehend means to understand fully with the mind. Now, this is something you need to grasp. Decision without comprehension is disaster. You've got to comprehend what God is saying before you make a solid decision or you're going, you're going down the drain is what you're doing. And that's exactly what we see in the parable of the vine growers. Here's a man, and he builds this vineyard with walls, with everything that they possibly need, and then he rents it out, and the renters decided not to pay rent, right? They started to beat and kill the collectors, the slaves, that the man was sending to collect his rent. Finally, he sends his son, and they kill the owner's son and throw him out of the vineyard. They're not comprehending. It's not your property. If he's got the wealth to build it, he's got the wealth to come with an army and exterminate you. That's what Jesus is saying with the comprehension. The owner, what will the owner do? But he will come and destroy the vine growers and give the vineyard to others. That's what you need to understand, comprehend. And the question is, do we comprehend God's word? Do we understand in this world we own nothing? Everything belongs to God? So what kind of a life do you live if everything belongs to God? Does your life reflect the gratitude that you owe God? What is your decision? Understand, comprehend, and then decide and start living the life that you need to live with decision. Point number two, contemplate. Consider thoughtfully. Here we have these three traps that these guys come up with. And these three traps prove that these guys just do not think. Right? Should should we pay tax to Caesar? They're trying to trap Jesus. If he pays tax to Caesar, well, the Jews are going to hate him. If he says, don't pay tax to Caesar, well, the Romans are going to hate him. How can you win? Jesus says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, to God the things that are God's. And they're amazed because they couldn't explain that and they couldn't trap him there but think things through to the end you know if you don't understand the scriptures then start to learn to meditate and contemplate on the scriptures before you make a decision about how you're going to respond to what you've just read you've got to learn to contemplate here comes the Sadducees who do not even believe in the resurrection, who do not believe in life after death. And they come up with this scenario using the Leverite law where this guy dies and his brother has to marry his his wife so that she can have children to carry on his name. But then that brother dies and, and she still doesn't have children. So the third brother, and it goes all the way down the list. So seven brothers marry her. She still doesn't have children. Come the resurrection, whose wife is she? And so Jesus is going, you guys aren't thinking. Is this not the reason you are mistaken, that you do not understand the scriptures or the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. There's no gender in heaven. There's no husbands and wives in heaven. There's no no pregnancy. There's no sex. That's it. We're, we're going on because we're going to have this immortal body after the judgment day. So when you look at Genesis 6, 2, where the sons of God marry the daughters of men, the sons of God are not angels. The sons of God are the lineage of Seth, who are the godly, and the, the daughters of men are the lineage of Cain, who are the ungodly. When the godly chased after the ungodly, everything went sour. So God brings the flood. There is no angels in this. Because the angels do not have gender, but people don't think, contemplate, and they teach error. And then he goes on to say, regarding this, the the fact that the dead rise again, have you not read in the book of Moses in the passage about the burning bush how God spoke to them saying, I'm the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but the living. You are greatly mistaken. Those guys are very much alive right now in heaven, right? And these guys, because they don't think, they don't study, they don't read. How do you? And and they've made a decision on how they look at God and how they teach God's word, based on this foolish thinking. And Jesus just walks right through that stuff. Do we make those same mistakes? And then the third one was. Uh, uh, A scribe came to him and and asked him, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these, right? And then the scribe responds, you know, I totally agree with you. Now catch what Jesus says to this guy. When Jesus saw he had answered intelligently, That the scribe was a contemplator. He was a thinker. Jesus says to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one would venture to ask him any more questions. No one would venture to challenge him. Because they can see that Jesus is totally a thinker. Totally understands. But the question is, are we? Because if you're going to make a decision to live by this commandment. To live by this standard. Is that standard according to God's word? Have you really thought it through? That's what Jesus is trying to get us to think about here. And then be considerate. Jesus challenged. Jesus comes back. Consider it as being thoughtful of others and their feelings before making a decision. And what Jesus says to them is, how is it the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself said in the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord. David calls him Lord, so in what sense is he his son? See, Jesus is going back to the Old Testament and challenging them to think this one through. To understand how David can say, the Lord said to my Lord, is to understand that the Messiah existed before he came into this world. And to understand that is to believe that the Messiah, that they've been looking for whom Jesus is, is God. That's what they have to understand. And it's brilliant. And the people, they just loved what Jesus had to say. It made them think. And then he goes on to say, to warn them, you know, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like the respectful greetings in the marketplace and the chief seats in the synagogues and places of honor at the banquets. Devour widows' houses for appearance sake. offer long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation because they're all about physical. They're all about show. They have no consideration for others' feelings. They devour widows' houses. They just They're only concerned about how you view them. Jesus isn't concerned about how you view Him. He's concerned about how you view God, and He gets you to think about the Word of God and dig deep inside of yourself to find those answers or dig deep amongst yourselves to find those answers, which we don't do in this day and age. Not if we're just a simple Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. If if that's all you're doing, you're not digging, you're not thinking, and you're not putting on the mind of Christ. You're doing the churchy thing, but God's calling for us to be considerate. And he's telling us, decide. Be decided and go out and do that. And a greatest example of that is the widow's might. Jesus says, truly I say to you, this poor widow who put in more than all the contributors to the treasury, they put in out of their surplus, she out of her poverty, put in all she owned, all she had to live on. Now catch this in the comprehension with the, with the, the vine growers the widow understood she comprehended god owns it all out of her poverty she's putting money in but she knows it, it all belongs to god you know like the syrophoenician woman you know she wasn't jewish she didn't deserve the bread but she said i'll eat the crumbs because she knew her position in this world the widow knew her position but she was still there, and she says, God owns it all, right? So therefore, I'm going to give what I can give. And if all I got to give is two, two pennies, then, then that's all I'm going to give. Whereas the vine growers, they wanted to keep it all. God gave it to them to rent, but they continued to hang on to it. Not her, because she understands. She contemplated, you know, because she contemplated the fact that God's in control. And her whole life belongs to God. And Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. Right? God takes care. So she puts her hands in God's control. Uh, These other guys, they didn't think that that thing through. All those traps were all focused on what? They were focused on the physical thing. The blind man whom Jesus opens his eyes, but he still couldn't see clearly until he saw with his ears. Because when you use your ears to see with, you're using your mind. And when you're using your mind you're contemplating that's what god calls us to do she thought this whole thing through this wasn't the first time she's given everything she's got to god this is how she lives her life and then finally consider it jesus challenges us to think the scriptures through you don't understand it get deeper you know he's making us use our brains he's making us think in mark chapter 9 you need to have salt in yourselves doesn't matter what's going on in your life. That salt represents your faithfulness. God knows what you're giving. That salt of the covenant, that what you put in, God knows what you're putting in to this relationship. And the widow's mite, she's putting in two pennies because those two pennies that are going are going to, going to help benefit other people. She's still considerate of others in her destitution and her poverty. She's thinking of others. And you would say, how can you think of others? She does, because her faith is truly in in God. So here's Mark chapter 12. You need to comprehend, right? You need to contemplate, and you need to consider. And then think about the widow's might. Think about the widow's example. And be what? Be decided. Be clear, be definite, and be firm, unquestionable and your resolve to serve God. That's what Mark chapter 12, I believe, is trying to get us to think about. Thank you.